The NRL Adoro podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the lands and waters on which the podcast is recorded and produced, the unceded and sovereign land of the Gadigal people. We extend our deepest respects to Gadigal elders past and present and acknowledge Gadigal people's continued connection to culture, community and country. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NRL Adoro Rugby League podcast. This season is Molto stanco, stanchissimo. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. You found me, Big T, the unofficial mayor of Balmain. I'm sitting here on this side of the ironing board um, all by myself. It's a real quick one. Everyone's exhausted. Odin's exhausted. If you if you follow Chessing Dillaroo's, Mary Kay is exhausted. Everyone's exhausted. And we're trying to fire up for the World Cup. So... Um, like a very sensible coach, I'm giving people this quick episode off so that we can all fire up uh, for the for the World Cup. Um, so don't fret, everyone's new best friend Adine will be back on the on the cloud table or on the Ruben Wiki hot, uh, Zoom. We will all be back soon, and he's fine. He's good. He's not he's not upset or angry or drunk or lost. It's just a very quick episode so that um, I can let those exhausted people get it done. Anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Now, of course, uh, I haven't done a great job of putting this together, and I'm sorry about that. There is one game, it was Paramatasala versus Culture Club um, that we're going to look at. The NRLW game was also fantastic, up the Mighty Nuts. If you're keen to hear more about that, head over to Chase and Gillaroos. I've done an excellent old podcast on that podcast app, but um, this one is just going to be about the NRLM game. I'm going to start by a tweet by at Lady Suliga tweeted, I am ready. She had a fantastic um, shirt on and scarf. She got a bunch of replies to that, for example, from at the Cumberland Throw, who tweeted, I am not. Um, and then, of course, Lady Suliga tweeted back saying, I'm not really either. Now, those massive Eels fans um, were really all encompassing. Uh, that's essentially how most of the Eels fan base was feeling. Um, a real challenging day for them at L. And when the game started, it didn't get any better. At at Bush Footy Coach tweeted, Parramatta chasing shadows right now. That's also a fantastic way of describing. I would say the first three sets felt there were everything was in the balance. And then after that, it didn't happen. At Caillou Butt Stuff even tweeted, Is this your king? Uh, a lot of people putting a lot of hate on, on Gutho's name, which I can understand. I probably don't agree with, but I understand. Whenever Parramatta don't win, it's on Moses and Gutho, rightly or wrongly. That game, they looked pretty out of their depth almost immediately. And so, of course, people are going to put that on Gutho. Um, and it crept up pretty quickly. Uh the, yeah, the, it looked like... I mean, if they were 18-0... If Parramatta were 18-0 up, I would have still given them a 50-50 chance. So the fact they were 18-0 down at halftime made me worried. In fact, I was kind of starting to hope for the 40-0 or 41-0 just for the culture. Um, it was great, though, that that didn't happen, and I, and I loved all the people getting back at me. At Brad O'Shank tweeted, not nil at the biggest tiger. At... Uh, at, at Dingo Django also tweeted not nil hashtag NRL grand final at the Big Tiger uh, at Mario Siegs tweeted 40 nil still remains undefeated baby 
And at Chasing Ruzepod tweeted, how fitting that their season ends with a not nil biggest tiger. Uh, yeah, because I love I love a not nil. Um, and I think I think it's important. I think it's mentally really important for for um, Parramatta. I, I mean, there were a few tries that were scored, probably not even pivotal tries, but Parramatta was really getting upset by them. Gutherson and, and Moses particularly were in their face. At Hollis underscore K underscore tweeted, if Parra players played the game as as well as they whinged about refs, the scoreline may be different. I mean, I probably wouldn't go that far, but I think any team that's down starts to look for anything that they aren't controlling and start to try and control it. And so I think that's why a lot of players go towards the refs. Uh, at Dom Sullivan 18 said, my Parramatta friends, you have my sympathy tonight. This must be an awful feeling. I don't know. I don't know about awful feeling. I mean, I was with uh, my sister-in-law uh, who won the tipping comp, who I'm sure you heard last week from the boys, won the tipping comp two years in a row, and she was kind of resigned to it by halftime. If it was the other way around, I think if Parramatta was up 28-0 with 20 minutes to go, I think she would have been shitting herself. I think I would have been shitting myself too. Because then the hope's back. Like, that's incredible. It's the hope that keeps you alive. So that's, that's you know, a real gut-wrenching last 20 minutes. Whereas when you're down 28-0 against that Penrith Panthers team, arguably one of the best in the NRL era, uh, you, you don't have to worry anymore. So, you know, maybe, maybe the feeling he's thinking about, that awful feeling would have been in the first 20 minutes. Uh, at Vic underscore Arius tweeted, Paramount might have to forfeit Magic Round for this. You know, that's so cute and, and it's funny and I like it. It was it was a good tweet. But then I started to think actually about that. That's not bad. Who who should have to miss Magic Round? I mean, it would make sense that it's a team that came last last year, although they're already getting enough financial stitch-ups and their fans are already copying it the most. Uh, it could be which fans travelled to Magic Round the least over the last three years, so they get punished for that or whatever. Or it could be something ludicrous like whoever's coming first or whoever's whoever lost the grand final. I mean, their team made it last year, but, you know, there's... I don't know if she could be punished for losing a grand final. Probably punished enough. Anyway, there's something in that. There's something about, like, a good team not getting it. Uh, at v Jeremy 1002 said, at least Parra won't have to worry about any type of finals heartbreak for another eight years with the premiership window well and truly closing. Oofed. That hurts. Again, I don't know how true that specifically is. Um, I do know that them losing uh, Reed Marnie is, is pretty bad and and things like that. In fact, they've lost three players. Whether or not it's shut for good, you know, that's up for debate. But I do know that Appy Coruscant, there's a video I saw on the Roasties feed that had Penrith players saying, enjoy this ring, Appy, because you don't get these at the Tigers. <laughs> so, I mean, there's everyone's copying it if they're losing, if they're leaving. At Russo, 1991, tweeted, we waited 36 years for this. <laughs> At Wallace, uh, Wally, Wally SR, SCR, Wally SCR tweeted, Aaron Wallace, he tweeted, the Eels haven't scored a first half try in a grand final since 1984. Oh, God. That's, that's some stats. Uh, at Simon, uh, Simon Ill, 97, he said, this is the greatest NRL team of all time, sadly. Now, there's that chat's certainly going to have to start getting talked about. Three grand finals, win two, lose one. I think the last time anything like that happened, obviously Roosters went back to back 18-19. Uh, didn't make the grand final in 20, didn't make the grand final in, in 17. Um, Melbourne did go four grand finals, uh, 06, 07, 08, 09. They won seven and nine and then later had them redacted. <laughs> uh, 
um, which I personally don't think was right. I'm happy for you to at me about it. But I think they lost to Brisbane in 06, 107, lost to Manly in 08, 109. So, you know, they cheated. So that team shouldn't exist as the best in the NRL era. So I'm happy to then look at the Roosters and um, and this Penrith team and, and really try and pick them apart and to tell which one's better. It certainly looks as though neither of their games are as close. Um, well, maybe the Rabbits one, I'm misremembering, maybe... This one, certainly, they blew them away. And I don't think the Roosters blew either of those other two teams away. However, obviously, that Melbourne team in 2018 was incredible. The Raiders team in 2019 win if Joey Leilua didn't hold the ball and then put the ball on the carpet. So, you know, it's a real interesting discussion. We probably need to have it when the teams are finished rather than while they're still going. Uh, at Josh0567, Josh Howe, he said, To'o has been a beast, what a player. And I think he was... Very close to getting the Clive Churchill. Obviously, once um, Dylan Edwards made that incredible tackle and everyone started talking about how it was Scott Sattler-esque, and then he made that break, uh, that quintessential Dylan Edwards late in the game kick return uh, break. I thought it was pretty much closed then. He also then had a pretty innocuous try assist, which set it up. It could have also been Nathan Cleary, which would have made him two Clive Churchills in a row, never happened before. But it could have really been Toto, um, who had such a fantastic game. That former underscore legend tweeted, even the Swans are starting to blush, which is, you know, unfair. At Adgondam Gunn again also tweeted a not-nil. Sorry, brother, I didn't get that in the not-nils before. At Ladies in League was beautiful. She tweeted, I love this team with all my heart. Always proud of the at Parramatta Eels. Always. And then two love hearts, and I love that. At Hughes 45 tweeted, Shattered for Parramatta fans. Probably win it most other years. Panthers have done something special with their system and will be tough for at least the next generation or two. Once Toto leaves, and I think he leaves the end of next season because that guy's got to get paid, um, it will get broken up a bit. So it will probably turn into a normal dominant NRL team, not the one that we're seeing now that just can't seem to lose. There were some incredible stats I heard on Channel 9 where they'd only lost 11 game in three years. And, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff's just insane and amazing. And and they were worthy of all the accolades of the game. Um. How good is rugby league is what at Kumul, Kumul said. Obviously, he was talking about, I think, all the results that day. Um, the best of it was, oh no, at Shane Elvis tweeted, why is, do I, why is it that I feel so much negativity around the at Penrith Panthers? On, pay, on paper, fair play on back-to-back. I want to applaud them, but I feel, to, I feel hate, but feel I hate them more than the Roosters or the cheating storm. Now, that's an amazing situation. Shane is a Rabbits fan, so they've beaten, they've had to beat them quite convincingly a bunch of times, so that might be where it's coming from, but um, pretty amazing feeling, and I definitely get it. There's certainly an arrogance that we're going to get to a little bit later that it's hard for some people to get away for. Um, at Jack Omato, who now has two trophies in his handle, and so he should, he says, Fish still in his full kit again. Ha, 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 what a guy, and that's because... The, uh, he's talking about being at the Members' Day today and obviously uh, they're a massive prop. Doesn't give a shit about how bad he smells or what grass looks like on his covered in him. He, um, James Fisher-Harris was happy to turn up again um, and Jack Omada went on to say that he wanted to give him a big hug before he showers because that's the kind of guy that he is. Uh, fantastic game. I th- I was really happy that at Nat underscore Sinclair got her her double. She's obviously a massive Penrith fan, but also a massive Dylan Edwards fan. 
was really disappointed when everyone in their team got selected during rep round except for Dylan Edwards. Um, and so she was big on hoping that he would go in to get the Clive Churchill and, and he probably deserved it. He, uh, I didn't mention the other two before, but I, it was not at all surprising or upsetting to see that he got it. He was great. So congratulations to her. Now, the last two people I've mentioned there, at Jack Omato and Nat Sinclair, are two excellent Penrith fans. There's a whole bunch, Fat, Harry, Lazy. Um, there's a whole bunch of people on here who were fantastic. The thing that everyone's mainly concerned about is is the arrogance that's now going to pour out of the ones that aren't great. And and I'm going to read a tweet or a series of, a thread from at, at Tix Vit Chak Thick. Um, yeah, the Vic. She was at the game with uh, Jack. She was sitting at a different end of the stadium. They were sitting with their respective families, um, which was a smart way to do it. Really well played. She tweeted, just got in a absolute screaming match with a fucking arrogant Panthers fan who said Parrot didn't deserve to be out there tonight if they weren't going to show up and it should have been the Cowboys. I said that discredited his team because they've been perfect. He lost it. My argument was they earned their spot by beating the Cowboys. Why would a team that lost deserve to be there? He said, I didn't know anything and proceeded to call me love to silence me. I left it and when Cleary went over, uh, went over and they thought it was a try, he was yelling about how shit para are and saying to the Panthers fans around him, if you don't know anything, you shouldn't talk, to which none of them were replying. I went off. He left. Enjoy your back-to-back. Enjoy your dynasty. Enjoy it all. But no one can convince me that Panthers fans aren't the most arrogant pricks out there. I respect only the organization. Imagine being a grown man with your children, abusing a young lady, watching the ending, uh, watching the ending by herself, for saying that the team you support was flawless and you should give them more credit. Laughable, pathetic fan base. Now, I agree with... Uh, I mean, obviously her experience is real and and that sounds horrible and I haven't personally had any impact yet by, by horrible Panther fans. I do accept that they're there because I've heard lots of people complaining about them. However, we've got to remember how innocuously annoying Rooster fans were... <laughs> <laughs> in 2019, 2018, and, and even most of 2020. They were super annoying um, on online and in real life. So and, and really, they still walk around with that hubris today. So I can't, I can't, I certainly will not deny that the Penrith fans at the moment are absolutely loving it. They have a very dangerous cocktail of we are under, underdog battlers from out west coupled with we can't be beat. And, and that kind of mentality is outra- very rarely put together. Uh, and you know, very dangerous when it is. So, I certainly accept that it is true that they are. They, there are a lot of them that are difficult to deal with at the moment, and, and stupidly, annoyingly arrogant. However, I can't give them the crown just yet, um, because I just feel like we need to sober up and remember the Roosters for that period of time. It's hard to also talk about Melbourne fans because there are very few of them in Sydney, and, and the ones that are in Melbourne don't seem to be too weird. Um, or at least don't interact weirdly online. So if we can just take a, a short breath, Vic, I'm happy to come back and agree or disagree with you maybe in two or three weeks, Let's ta- or at the end of the World Cup, let's take a breath and then and then come back and revisit some of the things we heard from Roosters fans and Pandrith fans, and then and then give them give the rightful uh, fan base the the ridiculousness that it deserves. Well, if you're big, you got to play big. Well, we found our way to another ep. Uh, for you listeners, legends who listened all the way through and all the way through the season, I, I really 
can't thank you enough for your time, effort, uh, and and kindness. I know that there's a centurion, there's a whole hundred of you out there. There's only a few that have told us that you're listening, but that's okay. There's a hundred of you out there, and, and, and I appreciate every single one of you. Obviously, I want to give the biggest, smelliest rugby league thanks to at Gilby underscore Gillard, uh, Mr. Barjas, that blackness, brother-in-law's brother-in-law, who's been really loved to me uh, recently, particularly in real life. It's been great to see him so much. Uh, not Neil, Mr. Terry Bull, Lambretta, and then uh, and and also a massive one to David Hypothetic RL, who's who's often in my DMs giving me feedback or, or telling me when things didn't or did work in the pod, and and has often volunteered to come on anytime I was in need and things like that. So, David, you're you're an a- incredible advocate for amateur podcasting, rugby league podcasting. You you do a fantastic job with your podcast and all the fun little initiatives you do with with drafting and things like that you're a testament to our rugby league community our amateur rugby league community so thank you sir and thank you for taking the time to listen to this one and to, and to promote it at time to time and also to mario underscore seeks who also does a fantastic job he's told me he listens does an absolute stellar job of, of getting into my dms telling me when things didn't work did work giving me advice on things or answering questions or and also being an advocate for the pod also volunteering his help anytime that i he can take it and, and things like that so He's great. And Din Django, who also has been such a great part of my life for now a bunch of years. Saw him a bunch recently um, at different, weird, different events and things like that. Such a great bloke. Such a supportive bloke. And and all of you have been so great and all I've met through um, social media. So, um, except for Bilby, uh, Bill Bill, who, who I know through family. But just a great bunch of people. And, and I do this each week for me because I really hope each week... Um, this will be the season the Tigers win the grand final and then I'll have recorded myself living that season and then I could probably retire. Um, but until then, it's just me against the world and you people are the world. You do such a great job of making me feel like it's still worth doing each and every day. So thank you to you Centurions and particularly my my bunch of people who've told me they're listening. <laughs> I don't know what to call you. Super best friends, sports super best friends. Uh, enjoy your sport for another get around good people like those people on the socials and we'll talk to you next world cup preview sports best friends <laughs> we wouldn't have got that win without your support we heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end you are our kind of people Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing.